Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Amen. Thank you for joining me. Good to be here today. What a wonderful day it is. It's the day that the Lord has made. We should be glad. Amen. We should rejoice in this day. Thank God for all he's done for us today. And as we think What has God done for us? Well, he's given us life and he's blessed us. He's loved us. He gave Jesus Christ on the cross at Calvary that we may have life through that sinless, spotless, perfect lamb dying on the cross for our sins and being miraculously resurrected from the grave. Amen. Uh, Walked the earth 40 days and 40 nights, was seen by over 500, ascended up to the right hand of the father where he is today. We thank the Lord for Christ. That's our whole life, amen. He's given us life, new life. We are new creatures in Christ if we've accepted him as Savior. And as we think about God in the light of what he's done for us, let's think about how he's delivered us. You know, deliverance is such a wonderful characteristic of God, and it's truly of God. The Bible is full of passages on God delivering his people. And I believe the Lord takes great Uh, pride in delivering us. He's joyful in delivering his people. Uh, Oftentimes he is delivering the remnant, the small group, uh, the underdog, if you will, the the little one, he's delivering them. The David versus the Goliath, the uh, Israelites versus Egypt, um, on and on. He's delivering all those that believe on him, the remnant, the small group, of true believers. He's delivering them every day from all kinds of affliction. And I've spoken about in previous episodes about sin and how he delivers us from sin, how God delivers us from sin, how it can happen and does happen every single day about affliction and how the Lord delivers us from all of our afflictions and how it can happen. It does happen. He deserves the glory for it. I've even spoken about how God's delivered us from fear and how that's that, that battle is won through faith and trust in Christ and being in his word and understanding the spirit he gave us was not a spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. And today, I want to talk a little bit about how God delivers us from temptation. And so we have our text verse here, Psalm 50, verse 15. What a beautiful verse, Psalm 50, verse 15, and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. I love the simplicity in this verse. Call upon God in the day of trouble. If you're in trouble, in the day of trouble, you're going through hard times, call upon God, and he'll deliver you, and you give him glory. You glorify him. That's how it should be, amen. Now, there's a connection here with the righteous. I mentioned in a previous message, Psalm 34, 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. And so I think some people want to take this as good news Christianity. Hey, God delivers everybody out of everything. That's not true. Uh, Number one, we have to be saved, truly believe on Christ, that Christ that I mentioned. Uh, Many Christs are preached. Many people preach a Christ uh, and never mention the blood. Amen. But you got to mention the blood. The Bible says without the shedding 
of blood, there's no remission of sin. So that Christ, accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, understanding that we're sinners in need of a, of a Savior, amen, the Bible term would be that substitutionary death, understanding that we needed that, that we have to have uh, Christ's uh, free gift of salvation upon us to be saved, understanding that, accepting Christ and living for him. I believe these are important factors in being delivered by God. And so, you know, when I mentioned in Psalm 50, call upon me or God in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, that being God, and thou shalt glorify me. This goes to the idea that as we are living for God and we hit that day of trouble, he'll deliver us and we'll give him glory. And that's how it should be. It's a simple verse, but there's so much to it. And we should keep that in mind that as we live for God and as we face trouble and as he delivers us, do we give him the glory? Too many times we want to take the credit or we want to talk about the just what was going on in our lives or the, oh, that was a scare or oh, that, that could have been bad. Instead of just saying, let's stop for a minute and praise God and let's thank him for his mercy on us and his love towards us and his great deliverance of us. Amen. And so today we're talking about God's deliverance uh, from temptation. You know, what is temptation to you? You know, I thought about that. And I believe there's a lot of great biblical definitions for temptation. The one that I I thought of uh, in reference to just a very kind of natural explanation would be delivering us from the things that would enrich our flesh, our fleshly desires, those things that would build up our pride, those things that that would make us comfortable, at ease, those things that would... um, just be for us that have nothing to do with God. Uh, those things that would be sinful. These are all the temptations in life. No, not everything uh, is bad in life, and it's not always bad to be comfortable or at ease. But oftentimes when we're tempted, we are tempted in a way that makes it look like there's something better on the other side, right? And then we are tempted to do what? To sin. And where do I get this example from? The Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve, Eve specifically first, was tempted by Satan, uh, the serpent, saying, look, if you eat of this fruit, you'll have this knowledge of good and evil. It's going to make you like God, and he's not going to kill you. Go ahead and do it, right? Your life will be better, amen? And temptation always comes in that route. You know, you're in a rough marriage. You say, well, if I'm with uh, this person that I just connect with so much, and if I just have this affair, my life will be better. Hey, news for you, it won't. It'll be like Adam and Eve. It'll be awful. Amen. Uh, Sin enters the picture. The Bible tells us uh, that the wages of sin is death. Amen. And we don't want to have death in our life. Uh, We don't want to live a sinful life. And temptation is begging us to sin. And so it's something that we think our flesh would enjoy, some gratification that God doesn't want us to do. But God allows uh, temptation to be in our life. Do you know it's not a sin to be tempted? Jesus Christ himself was tempted uh, by the devil himself, amen, uh, in the desert. And he was tempted. And uh, there's many messages preached on that. I know I've preached on that before, on the temptations of Jesus uh, in the wilderness and so forth, and how the devil tempted Jesus. And what did Jesus do? He kept going back to the word. He kept going back to it is written, it is written, it is written, amen. And he was obedient unto the Father. And notice that the devil tried to tempt 
tempt Jesus in the wilderness when Jesus was tired. Remember, he was hungry and he was weak. He was fasting and, and, and try to tempt him in this time of weakness. And so we see temptation arise often in times of weakness. We see temptations arrive uh, in, in, uh, to things that might appeal to our carnal senses, our carnality, if you will. And we realize that God's word has tons of scripture on temptation and how we can be delivered from, from it. Second uh, Peter 2, 9, the Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. So Second Peter 2, 9, I love uh, Peter's writings are so to the point, they just cut right to it. And again, the Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations. Again, here comes with this idea of righteousness, of godliness being delivered out of temptations. Not everybody at all times, as some uh, churches or denominations want it to, to sound like, but my King James says, the Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. And so here Peter's saying, the Lord, he knows and is willing to deliver those that are living from him, uh, for him from temptation. So if you are living a good godly life and temptation comes knocking on your door and it can be something very subtle, it can be disguised. You know, the, the devil is so subtle. The devil's described as being the most subtle ever uh, in the Bible. Amen. And so it could be something very subtle. You know, you're tempted to, uh, you know, just uh, do this little thing, you know, maybe sign this document that's not quite accurate. Maybe, uh, you know, pick up a second job when you should be hanging out with your kids. You know, maybe, um, whatever it is, uh, you know, go to the casino once a week because your friend wanted to go and you didn't want to be a bad friend. You know, it's a subtle thing. The devil's just trying to kind of just tempt you a little bit, right? The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations. He knows how to. And so Peter's telling us that and also telling us that the unjust will be reserved unto the day to be judged and punished. And so we don't have to worry about uh, retribution or vengeance. That's that's the Lord's. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Amen. We give that to God and we just live for him and we go ahead and depart from temptation, right? Second Chronicles 15, 4. But when they in their trouble did turn unto the Lord God of Israel and sought him, he was found of them. God is here to deliver us from temptation. Amen. I'm so thankful that he will do that and that he won't give us more temptation than we can handle. He always gives us a way out. He delivers us from it. But that begs the question, how can we be de delivered of temptation if we are living for the world or in the world? Well, that would be very hard, wouldn't it? Think about it. If you want to be delivered by God from temptation, you have to draw nigh to him, amen, and he'll draw nigh to you. You need to be close to him. Well, how do you draw close to God? Well, you stay in his word, amen. You repent, you get right with him, you you cleanse your hands, you get that sin under the blood, amen. Uh, you get that forgiveness of sin, you, you're living close to him, you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, you're not grieving the Holy Spirit, you're serving God, you're staying separate away from those things that you know are not good. I had a middle school football coach that told us, very frankly, as young men, uh, to stay away from a certain type of place if we didn't want to be around a certain type of woman. And it was uh, maybe a little bit colorful for middle school, but we all got the point. And the point was, uh, and, and I've had a preacher say this a lot of times too, if alcohol is your problem, let's say, don't go down the beer aisle, right? Uh, don't go down the beer aisle. Uh, you got a problem with gambling? Don't take that road past the casino. You got a problem with pornography? Stay off the internet or stay off the internet in private, whatever it is. Uh, you got a problem with... Um, 
stealing, then stay away from those places that you would steal from. You get the idea. Let's do something about this temptation because the Lord is going to give us the facilities or the capabilities to avoid it if we so choose. But what so many people do is they think that they'll be able to handle it. So they go ahead and, and, and say, okay, I'm fine. I can do this. Let's say a sober person has friends that are going to the bar and they say, I'm not going to drink, but I'll go with them, right? I'll go with my buddies. Well, number one, I question if they're really your buddies, if they know that you struggle with alcohol and they want you to go to a bar. And then number two, it's putting pride on yourself to say that you can withstand something that is obviously a struggle for you. So watch out and don't go to begin with because God may be saying, I'm going to deliver you out of this temptation by having you stay in my word and study my word while they're at the bar. And so they can get a cheap thrill and feel hung over in the morning and you can get peace, knowledge, and wisdom and feel great in the morning. Amen. How about that? That's the double blessing of God. I've got a message coming up soon called double blessings. I took a picture of two rainbows above my house and I made a little cover for our recording it says double blessing. And I still don't know exactly what the message is, but I know a double blessing when I see it. And that's a double blessing. When you skip going to the bar and you read the Bible and you're sober that night and you wake up and you feel great and you have peace because you've been in God's word. How good is God? You see, we avoid the temptation when we're proactive. He delivers us from the temptation when we're close to him. And what's the opposite of that? What is the inverse? Well, the inverse would be that we are not delivered from temptation when we constantly surround ourselves with temptation. You know, we, we read in the word that we are to be separate, uh, that we are not to be uh, unequally yoked um, in relationships with unbelievers, that we are not to be part of the world, that we are not to touch the unclean thing. No, again, we can't leave the world, as Paul says. Uh, we cannot leave the world because uh, we'd have to leave the world to depart from sin, so we can't depart from sin completely. But what we can do is be smart about who we surround ourselves with, about what we watch on TV or on the internet, about what apps we download, about what websites we go to or social media uh areas we hang out, and especially for those teenagers, stay off a lot of those social media apps are full of temptation. In a world full of temptation, we need to recognize that that's where we live. We live in a world full of temptation. That's our first step. Then we need to pray to God that he'll deliver us from that temptation and keep us from those things that tempt us, amen, to help us to recognize those things and to spend more time with him and to give him glory as he delivers us from temptation, to publicly praise him for all that he's done for us. If that's what we do with our life, we'll be so happy and joyful in Jesus. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, God bless, and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119, verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.